We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots huge on the line dancing floor that's amazing oh yeah so you can really smack the floor and swing around you need cowboy boots yeah i didn't get cowboy boots i got chelsea boots but they're great they're brown oh my god i can't wait to see them they're just i like taking them on and off they're so lovely they're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacovas is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of the Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacova's.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I'm going to get my stitches out after this. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yeah, you, your stitches. That my you had stitches. For, you had the stitches for the weekend. How did it go? Honestly, it was fine. Have you it ever had fine. stitches before? Um, This was, well, I've had stitches twice. Once was in my lip when I fell down the stairs when I was a little kid. Uh -huh. um, no, no, no. That was my head. On the, on my head. And then once in my lips when I was bullied. Oh, no. <laughs> and, he, and he cracked my lip open. With a punch? Was, no, with a seesaw. What? Like a, like a, like a push? Like he, he, uh, it's, it's hard to, okay. He was using, um, Sorry, although he did, he has punched triggering. me before. No, it's fine. He, it's funny, sort of in retrospect. It's <laughs> in retrospect, absolutely fine. In retrospect, in retrospect, just like the my my tumble, the tumble I took on Wednesday is funny in retrospect. He was rolling. We were rolling like basketballs down like seesaw. When you make it, you know, perfectly diagonal, yes. and then you roll a basketball down it. Yeah. And then I would catch it, and then pick up the seesaw, and then roll it back down to him, yeah. and then he rolled it back down to me. And when I reached down to pick slammed up the basketball, it. he goes slammed it in my face, <gasps> and then like laughed at me. His mom worked at the elementary school, too, and she claimed that it was an accident. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. Ouch. His mom also made me eat an entire thing of ketchup once. That was his weirdest bullying thing. I've told you this. The ketchup thing? Yeah. I feel like I tell that story a lot. His mom bullied you, too. His mom was a bully. So <laughs> he was a bully. I was, a, he, I was bullied by both of them. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, she made me eat, like, she made me eat, like, a cup of ketchup once with a spoon. Just because? Just because? Because he squeezed it into my cafeteria tray when I was, like, it was like, hamburger day. And I 
squeeze a little ketchup into my little reservoir and then he took the ketchup thing and then filled it up like overflowing yeah and then she came up and was like bobby finger how dare you waste food and then she came and then she left and then she came back with a spoon and told me to eat it all (laughs) and i was like i was like i didn't do that ryan did it in retrospect it's funny I was like, I didn't do that. Ryan did it. And she was like, I was watching you, Bobby. I saw you do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. I feel like this is almost too dramatic to keep on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's perfectly um, funny. We needed some opening banter, too. So why not give you something hilarious? Some Where else are you going to get a story tra- about? Some childhood trauma on minor the side childhood, of your celebrity comedy. Minor childhood trauma. We need to be talking about sort of funny stuff anyway, because this episode kind of gets a little dark. It's a little dark. It's a but little dark. Because things are happening to the extent that we can no longer really ignore them. So we need to address them and then move on to... Just like Wendy. It's actually funny because it's like us addressing Wendy was like Wendy addressing Wendy. It was like, when will she address Wendy? Is Wendy ever going to address herself? I mean, there is something so truly deranged and meta about Wendy having a show in which she talks about celebrity uh celebrities doing stuff and then she's a celebrity and she does stuff and then it's like is wendy going to address it i hope we never get to that point bobby i gotta say oh yeah me too we, I mean, we never will i don't <laughs> we think we never ever will, will but like let's not worry about that we like, never will i am it makes me so anxious because it really does speak to like you know i mean how do you make your fame talking about other celebrities and then you become one then what happens to you yeah. like it's like andy cohen like uh, how he really, do- I mean, this is totally different, but he dove into his having a baby because he had to, because there was no way that he was going to avoid talking about that he was having a baby, essentially. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. That's that's different because that's, that's different. just like very I know wholesome different. and positive. Yes. That was a but good like, one. But like, yeah, like if, if he had if, done if, something bad, like he would also have to address that too. And that's what's happening to Wendy, essentially. Yeah. I mean, if Josh got some Jersey girl pregnant, I would talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I know that... Uh, we're all talking about this, but you no know. one's talking. No, I'd be like, the ring is still on my finger, and then like you would applaud me. I know. Well, so yeah. <laughs> That's the last time we'll be laughing about this Wendy story. So oh, this all it's goes so back. not funny. It's so not funny. It's and not and funny. even though we have all of this information that we didn't have before, or confirmations that we didn't have before. Um, we still don't know everything. So we barely know anything, I feel like. I feel like everything know. is a new from left field. It's just who knows what's going on. Yeah, here, and, to be and the page six stories and the the, the Daily Mail stories uh, jump to a lot of conclusions regarding the grave disease stuff. So but or or at least make suggestions that the the illness stuff, the graves disease stuff was entirely exaggerated. And it's all she could be because of the she husband. She could have great disease and right. be an alcoholic. Like she could have both issues. I mean, I think like clearly, like she was away from the show for so long that it was so much more than sickness. I think mm-hmm. it felt like something bigger, and we had all this background information about her husband's. Uh, girlfriend and Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like something that was just a sickness so there was a darkness there you know right so let's let's refresh what we haven't talked about on the podcast in a long time um so wendy williams who is back on the on the show on her show we talked about how she came back and was like i'm i'm in a um well she's on hiatus now but sort of no one knows how long it's going to be but she came back a few weeks ago we talked about it um 
and she was said she was living in a halfway house that she was struggling with addiction but you know what she's still married to her husband and she's powering through this she's like working on her recovery this is all great it's positive it was the weirdest well, i have to just say it was the weirdest tone shift to have her go from like being very open and very humble and mm-hmm. then as soon as she started talking about her husband, it all went away. And she yeah. became kind of this, like, weird cipher. And she was, like, and had all of this kind of, like, attitude and kind of, like, defensive vibe. Where it was, mm-hmm. like, she was so open. She was so forthcoming. She was so honest. And then all of a sudden when she mentioned her husband, it became, don't you talk about my husband unless if I'm not wearing this ring, then we talk. And it was, yeah. like, what happened? Like, What's going on with you? It was just so strange to me to watch mm-hmm. that happen. So apparently the husband, Kevin Hunter, who we talked about on the past in in a, in a less serious note, because a couple years ago or a year and a half ago, the Daily Mail sort of notoriously went to the house that he uh, apparently resides in with his mistress, this woman named Sharina Hudson, and found that both of their names were on the mailbox. And so it was like, wow, he lives in this house with this other woman just, right. you know, a few miles away from his home that he shares with Wendy And Williams. what we thought was funny was the Daily Mail having this, like, insane investigation in yes. which they uncovered a mailbox. You know, like, that yes. was, like, truly what was absurd about that whole situation. Uh-huh. So it turns out this woman, Sharina, gave birth last week either last Sunday or last Monday. And according to all the sources, it's not confirmed that Kevin Hunter is the father, but it's like definitely assumed and that helps explain a lot of things. And so after that, Wendy goes on the show. She's wearing a ring on her on her ring finger, but it's not her engagement ring. It's a different ring. Then she was spotted leaving the halfway house where she's living, um, not wearing any ring. So the thing is like, oh, she's only wearing it for the TV show. Um, uh, she apparently relapsed and was found drunk and um, started drinking again. And so she's, you know, back on the recovery train. Um, and it's, 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 it's incredibly sad. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all just really dark and sad all the way around. However you feel about everyone involved, like this, it's just an addiction story that sucks. But and I it's also not just feel like about. it's this husband of hers is not a good guy. I don't know. I mean, I no, just feel I, like there's just everything that's going on, like Wendy is who she is and Wendy's not perfect but like the situation that she is in is like not a great situation I mean her husband was like picking her up and dropping her off from this halfway house like and whether or not she does need to to be at a place like that just having that like picking my wife up from like her different house and bringing her to work where she probably shouldn't be anyways and like dropping her back it just felt like really bad yeah and their their relationship is um I don't know. They're, they're both so tied up together professionally in a way that I think makes the personal stuff harder to break because it's like he depends on her for his income. She depends on him for income, not because she's not her own personality, just because she's always done it. He's always been her manager. Right. And he so wasn't it's just, just like a hard thing to break. He's another producer on the show. He's, yeah. you know, he literally is like her second, her right hand man. He is. Whenever people on the sh- I supposedly whenever people need to talk to Wendy, they have to go through him. That mm-hmm. is literally one of the rules on the show, and one of the reasons, many reasons why. Remember all those like page six things that were like the people on the show are happy that Wendy's not there. Like what if everyone's like so happy that she's not yeah. there, and it feels like that was one of the reasons. I mean, I think she truly like he truly creates a barrier between her and and everything else. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the Daily Mail has all this reporting about, you know, how she was found after getting news of the the birth. And um, 
I don't know, she checked out of her sober home. It was in Long Island City. Then she was found somewhere else. She had been drinking. It's, um, I don't know, that's what's happening now. The show is, I believe, on hiatus. It is. But it's, it's, again. it's again, one of those sort of, like, uh, questionable hiatuses where it's like, who knows when it's going to come back. Well, she was gone for a week. They extended it, like, a month. She had all those special hosts. Then she came back. Now she's gone again. So it is a little bit... It's a little, it's a lot, basically. It's It's a a lot. lot. Yeah. So that's the Wendy Williams update. Speaking of, like, kind of darkness, we haven't talked about Colton Haynes in a while, and he's recently, like, fully opened up, and I think this was two people specifically. It's not even just people aggregating something. Um, Colton Haynes has said that he's just been, like, struggling with alcohol addiction for, like, a decade. Um that he's just been drinking pretty much constantly for 10 years and he's finally telling people about it. Um, and he has been sober for six months and that's a really big deal. Uh, we Last time I think we talked about him in depth, it was because of his breakup with Jeff Lethem, the florist guy that he married, um, sort of iconically from that iconic engagement to the wedding to the, like, the really sudden divorce. We always wondered what was going on because it was very strange. And I think we said that we thought it was something involving Jeff, but it turns out it seems like it was, you know, all part of Colton's struggle um, and how his life was kind of falling apart. And when his mom died of um, cirrhosis of the liver, so presumably alcohol-related. Mm. So I think it's just... It's it's been sort of it's just been really sad. But now he's talking about it in a way that he hasn't been talking about it. Oh, he told Attitude, not People. Um, but he gave he them was on a the little... cover of a magazine called Attitude magazine. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's what's up with Colton. But he's trying to do better. He said that he was. Did you read the part where he said that he was fired from a, a, a comedy, a TV comedy, the first day he got on set because he oh. got there and they said he looked uh, dead in the eyes and he was like, oh, I did. No. I looked dead in the eyes. Um, oh, no. So Colton, Colton is uh, six months sober, so that's good news, and that's great. I don't know. It was. It's. It's all. I mean, it's. If. If anything, it's. It's good to know what happened, and and people are just being more open about um, their addictions lately. In related news to Colton, who spoke to Attitude about his addiction issues, Nico Tortorella has decided to release a memoir, and this truly is. it's no laughing matter, really, uh, because they talk about, you know, addiction issues and sexuality and, and gender fluidity. But I just love that this is the most Nico Tortorella way of announcing anything. First of all, they told People exclusively. And People's lead is Nico Tortorella is known for being an open book. And now it just won't be figuratively speaking. And then they just watch. I just love how, like, Nico can't win. Nico... Nico does so much that it just goes off the rails. Listen to this statement. I mean, let's be real. Who the fuck writes a memoir at 30? Yeah, I did that, Tortorella tells people. But it's actually not entirely about me. The stories of sex, sexuality, gender identity and expression, relationships, family, addiction, celebrity, and most importantly, love, all of it is you. All of it is fluid. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm totally behind you, Nico. I get what you're doing. And then this happens. We are at the precipice of big changes towards love and inclusivity in major ways, they continue. The future is fluid, but so is the past. We as human beings have always been fluid in some capacity. Our journeys perpetually in motion, ready to bend and shift when necessary. It is precisely in that space where the truth resides, the real magic. So Nico's like attempting uh, an Elizabeth Gilbertian moment. Uh, I would say a little unsuccessfully. Wow. Will I read the memoir if it's free? <laughs> I mean, the book hasn't come out yet, so we don't really know how successful <laughs> yeah. this is. Will, it, will I read the book? Yes. If you are the publicist for Space Between Explorations of Love, Sex, and Fluidity, 
just send it my way because I'll read the whole thing cover to cover. It's like it's like eat, pray, love, whoever. <laughs> eat, pray, love. Okay, cool. <laughs> eat, pray, love anyone. Okay. Eat, pray, love everything. Uh, what is next? Let's move on from this like darkness and identity stuff. Oh, Emrata tweeted about the the rent thing, as you remember. Emily Ratajkowski. Emily Ratajkowski. Emrata, the model. Whatever her name is, she is was not paying rent, or her husband was not paying rent on his Soho loft, and it was this big deal, and everybody was mad. So she tweeted um, this. Husband is 38, not 31. He's an independent movie producer, so people thinking he's rich is real nice, but not based in fact. He was raised in the neighborhood he lives in now. Both of his parents are artists who were priced out of their homes in downtown New York. I moved in with him a year ago. I'm proud he's fighting for the good fight against a real estate conglomerate that bought the building he lives in for $40 million and has continued to spread misinformation on its tenants in order to profit. New York City has changed so much, and it's a shame that people who work in creative fields are being moved out of the city. That's interesting. So there, she's saying that this kind of, like, relief of all this kind of like he's not paying his rent is propaganda by this yes. conglomerate that wants him out so they can charge high rent which well, that's I happening totally everywhere understand. in New York City so I don't exactly. I don't doubt any of this but I do have a hard time making this guy the face of you know the problems with gentrification you know a hundred percent you're right and this is but this is like this is an easy get for them to be like let's just like leak some stuff to the new york post yes. and like get and, this I, guy and i and i don't here, believe the, the thing is like that people being priced out of neighborhoods they've lived in for generations is a problem um and there needs to be a solution to that but this guy isn't being priced out of anywhere this guy can afford manhattan no so right exactly and now him and his like very rich model wife like they're both fine and, like they can afford a, a, and also like an usual just because these people have a point doesn't mean that they're expressing their point in a way that's helping anything you know like there are better ways right. to go about this yes. than the way that sebastian bear mcclard is going about this and Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah. Um, all of, oh, no, they didn't agrees with you. I was like, I wonder what the sentiment on, oh, no, they didn't is about this. And they're all like, yeah, um, fuck you, get but out that, <laughs> And now they're talking about their rents, which is cute because they're like sharing information about their rents. Um, oh. That is, yeah. so that's Emrata. That that brings me to my game. Lindsay, you don't even know what the game is, but we're going to play it. Wait, here. the game is going you know why? here? Because the game is called Rata <gasps> or Nata. <laughs> no, it's uh, not. The game is called. This is what you chose yeah. to write a game about? The game is called Rata or Nata. And it's me scrolling through her Instagram, describing some photos and captions. And you're going to tell me, is that Rada or is that Nada? Stop. Um, Stop. Let's start with an easy one. A photo of Emrata on a boat, drinking wine, showing off her butt during golden hour. Captioned, living my life like it's golden. Rada or Nada? Nada. No, that's Rada. Fuck. That's Rada. Next up. <laughs> I hate this game. It's I like. Good. I don't even look. I've never looked at her Instagram. Yeah, that's I've why been... it's fun. Ugh. Next up, a photo of Emrata holding the leg of a nude male statue. Captioned, always loved this photo that at live and call took of me in Rome, but never posted it. So here you go. Rada or Nada? Rada. Nada. It's actually in Paris, not Rome. Yeah, sorry. Wait, this is a tricky game. <laughs> I don't like this game because I've seen that picture. <laughs> This is too tricky. I don't like this game. We're doing it. This is manipulative. Here we go. It's a photo of, uh, it's a video of the Palms Casino kind of emerging out of a cloud of fog. Vegas baby introducing the new Palms. Hashtag unstatus quo. Hashtag Palms LV. Hashtag Palms partner. Rada or nada? Rada. Rada, correct. You got it right. Because she was in that promotional video with Rita Ora. Exactly. A photo of 
Emrata in a white crop top looking at the camera captioned uh, a brunette white lady emoji. Rada or nada? Rada. Nada. The caption is a hand waving emoji. Fuck you. <laughs> the caption is a hand waving. I should have guessed what I should have guessed this. Um, this is a troll. I hate this. A photo of Emrata smiling at the camera in a black polka dot dress captioned, Hi, yellow wave emoji. <laughs> That's got to be Rada. That's Rada. You got it. See, you got <laughs> it. It's got to be Rada. Okay, a black photo of Emrata leaning on Sebastian Bear McClard at some kind of art gallery with the caption, Lollipop emoji. Rada or Nada? That's Nada. That's Nada. You got it right. It's a black and white photo of Emrata leading on Sebastian Bear McClard at some kind of art gallery, but the caption is BB. <laughs> like, I'm going to get it. The problem is now it's just a, now it's, it's just 50 It's 50-50. It's 50-50. This is the game of 50-50. 50-50. Here we go. A photo of her and Sebastian Bear McClard at dinner staring lovingly at each other, captioned yellow heart emoji. What? Rada. Rada, you got it right. All right, all right. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Okay. I hate this game. Then a video. This game took you. I just want to let everyone like know. This game took time, and then it took extra time to finish. Yeah. Um, a video of Emrata in the backseat of what looks like an Uber dancing to boot up, and it's captioned, still feeling boot up? Probably because I am boot up. Thanks, at LMI. Rada or Nada. Nada. Nada, correct. I made that entire thing up. The actual video that inspired <laughs> was a video of Emrata dancing to Thank You Next while applying makeup in a double mirror captioned, Really Still My Anthem. Thanks, Ariana Grande. <laughs> it's Really Still My Anthem. Okay. A fo- Are we done yet? No, there's so many more. A Wait, photo please of, end it soon. A photo of Emrata in a silver cowboy coat and a silver sequin fringed uh, bustier and a black cowboy hat and da- big old Dallas curls yes, yes, captioned, yes. Giddy up, kiss emoji, horse emoji. Nada. Nada, right. The caption is actually yeehaw, stars emoji. Thanks, Texas. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen that photo, yeehaw. but now it's just Thanks, a Texas. game. Okay. There uh, cannot be that many more. A photo of her butt captioned peach emoji. That's got to be Rada. That's Rada. You got to be Rada. Okay. That's got to be Rada. Um, got to be Rada is good There's merch. nothing more Rada gotta than be that. Mer- got to be Rada would be good merch. Is, okay. Why hasn't there been a picture of a, her bathing suit that very, barely covers her vagina? Hold on, hold on, hold on. A selfie captioned, quote, found my sun emoji. Rada or nada? Rada. Nada. It's a selfie captioned, holding onto that Mexico tan, stars emoji. Okay. Oh my God. A photo of her topless holding her boobs captioned, quote, can't decide which at inamorada woman swimsuit to wear. Rada or nada? That's Rada. It's nada. It's a photo of her topless holding her boobs captioned, alien emoji. No, that doesn't. This is the worst game wait, you've wait. ever written. Here we go. Here we go. Here and you've go. written some terrible games. A photo of Emrata in bed on the phone, captioned "Business in bed." Rada or nada? Nada. Rada. That's very Rada. Okay. A photo of her in a white Everything bikini. Everything here is listen, very Rada. A photo of her in a white bikini that only barely covers her labia, captioned <laughs> "By 2018." Rada or nada? Rada. Nada. It's a red bikini. Okay. That only no, barely covers I hate her this game. We're done with this two game. More, we two have more. done this game. Two more. No, no, no. no. Two more. Just one more. No, you get more. one more. You get one more. Okay. A photo of her drinking Babe Rosé out of a can with a straw, leaning on the Empire State Building, captioned, Attack of the 50-foot Emrata. I'm so excited to share with you guys that I am now part of at Drink Babe, star emoji, consciously complete with my good friend, wine visionary, and fellow entrepreneur at the Fat Jewish is an actual dream. Watch out for powerful billboards like this one to take over your hometown. Rada or nada. That's Rada. That's Rada. You got it right. Wow. You probably got about a 50. Good job. Yeah, that's the likelihood of me just guessing. It's great. 
That's great, Rada or not. I love when we have games that include little to no skill like that one. Yeah, it's really good. Lindsay, we talked a lot about Megan and supporting Megan on this podcast today because of this royal mess. And I just want to say another way you can support her is to buy Everlane clothes because she loves Everlane. Well, you're also supporting us. Well, number one, you're supporting us. Number two, you're supporting Megan. What is your favorite Everlane lately? Again, I'm still wearing the bomber jacket. I've been carrying the toad around more just because it matches the bomber jacket oh, pretty well. The toad. Um, I stopped. I've I've stopped using my big old Renew coat because it's gotten a little warmer. So right, I'm so I'm going to switch over to my to my silk. <laughs> and I just do my linen. I love my linen. I'm back on my linen. Yeah, I have my my, my classic box silk shirt. I got to get them all ready for, for spring. I love that I'm getting closer and closer and closer to my goal of draping myself in linen in 24 hours of the day. It's true. Like, literally, I'm I'm also getting near. I have a lot of linen in my in And my thanks wardrobe. to Everlane, it's affordable because they only make premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. They want you to know what you're paying for and why. They tell you your real costs and are radically transparent about every step in their process. Their clothes look better. They cost less. They last longer. We know from experience. We tell you about it all the time. Their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. And their essentials are exactly what they should be. They're simple. They're stylish and they're made from high-quality materials. Right now, you can check out our personalized collection at everlane.com who. You can see everything we buy, not counting the stuff we buy on our own because we do spend our own money on this. Plus, you'll get free shipping on your first order. That's everlane.com who, W-H-O, everlane.com who. Lindsay, what's your like morning routine? It's getting better. I'm not very good at routines, so I'm working on making one. Like getting out of my bed, like eat breakfast, like whatever. You know, what I just got that is helping me. I think my I what? got a Fitbit, and now my Fitbit like shames me into having a routine, which I appreciate. Don't Fitbit say like get up. It's like stand move up. around. Like you haven't done anything, you bitch. Like it's fun. That's cute. Yeah. Um. Well, my routine mostly just involves like Java at certain points right, of the day. Right. Right. But. It's easy to not have a routine during the winter because it's so right, miserable. Now right. it's spring. So you're like looking for a reason to have a good a good routine. And Care-of gives you an extra booth this season, whether you're looking for more energy, better sleep, to maintain stress, or something else to help you feel your healthiest. Care-of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. It only takes five minutes. It's actually really fun. And then it tells you like if you need enough protein, if you're getting enough fiber, if you're getting enough good fats. And then it helps you find the supplements that you specifically need to be your healthiest. Care-of delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs along with protein and more, all customized to your recommendations so you're only taking what you really need and you're like working out your spring routine. You get personalized Care-of subscription boxes sent right to your door every month with little daily packs. I personally like how cute the little that cute little boxes that you pull the, the, the vitamins out. It makes me feel like I've accomplished something. It does because you can see as time progresses, you're like doing more of the vitamins, you're taking them to go, you're actually actively engaging with this. Just grab and go. It's really fun. Um, They also offer protein powders that are available in individual packets for on-the-go and tubs personalized for your fitness goals. And you can track your progress with the Care-of app and then earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. Or like if if your Fitbit doesn't do all that for you, I don't know. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter WHO50. That is 50% off your first Care-of order. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter WHO50. This is just like starting starting the show with sad stuff really just like f- fucked up the mood of this. We need to move on to something funnier, more classically hooey, like maybe Tori Spelling promoting Little Bites on Instagram via her children. Yes, the muffins that are loaded with sugar that she calls healthy. Um, I loved these muffins it's as a kid. so funny. They're like those muffins that it's like, it's like them... Pa- 
uh, prepackaged bread with a really long shelf life that's always moist really freaks me out, but they're really so good. So good. They're <laughs> so good. And like, you know, they're not healthy because I thought they were so good. Like, I know they're not they're healthy. Delicious. Because I they were delicious. Of course, they're yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. Um, but her gross. caption is it's a carousel of all of her kids, like, eating little bites, feeding each other little bites, like, in a backpack with little bites poking out of the back of it. And it says, This Mama Five. Find snack time a balancing act between pleasing my kiddos and feeling good about kiddos apparent about what I'm feeding them. Hashtag ad. Thank you at Little Bite Snacks for being yummy and kiddo approved. My littles heart the chocolate chip muffins, blueberry muffins, and strawberry yogurt muffins. While this mama bear is great, God using all of the terminology that Instagram mommies use, kiddos and mama bear. While this mama bear is grateful that at that hashtag Love Little Bites has no high fructose or corn syrup. What? And is made with real ingredients like strawberries, blueberries, and bananas. P.S. They are easy and mess-free for little hands and great on the go. What is your kiddo's fave flavor? Hashtag mom win. And then all the comments are like, Tori, they're not healthy. Tori, stop. Tori, just because they don't have uh, high fructose or corn syrup doesn't mean they're healthy. And she's like, I don't care. I got paid. Right. I mean, it's also kind of like mommy shaming in our in our era in our world is like truly terrible but it is weird for her to be like the healthiest the healthiest snack i mean you know they gave her that the wording and everything i'm very curious what how these muffins have no have no like high fructose well they don't have high fructose corn syrup because they just use cane sugar Right, they're highly processed. They're highly processed. They have a ton of sugar. They just don't have high fructose corn syrup. She didn't even use the right word for it. She said high fructose or corn syrup, and it's just high fructose corn syrup. This is all wrong. It's very funny. I mean, these, so they have seven, sorry, I'm looking at the nutrition facts just to figure, just to see. And it's like, you know, something's not great for you when like the third ingredient is like acid phosphorate, like monoclasium phosphorate, like natural and artificial flavors, mono and diglycerides, fatty acids, iodized, like so sorbitan monsterate. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean. Sodium sterile lactate. The first three ingredients are sugar, wheat flour, and soybean oil. Chocolate. So it's just like, okay, yeah. cool. My, these kiddos love them. I do love that she's starting them young on Spawn because the one photo of her daughter with the little bites in her backpack, number one, is sort of inspiring, but number two is hilarious. I mean, something we know about Tori is she's not great at Spawn. So, like, she's, you know, <laughs> like, she's just not great at Spawn. Like, this woman is not good at this. It's fine. <laughs> it's so, these photos are so funny. And the kids are just like, she's like, okay, pose with the little bites. And it's like, it looks like a lineup. The one kid isn't even biting them. The uh, the girl with the little bite. I'm sorry. I keep looking at it. It's so funny. And when she's in like her looking on her shoulder, she's like eating the bite. And, <laughs> and the little bites are like in her backpack. It's like she's taking them to school. The full bag. It's, it's so, it's so, so, so funny. Did you see the other spawn that she did? For no. Mary Poppins no. Returns available now in digital and Blu-ray. Oh, that's a good one. And it's a photo of her with... <laughs> It's a photo with her doing what is either like, like, like she was doing a craft. She was on a website and doing a craft, but she accidentally switched to another tab for another craft midway and just kept going because her craft is baby bell cheeses sliced in half, like half moons. And then she shoved them, she shoved straws into them, but kept the red wax on the baby bell. And they're just like sitting around like baby bell slices Why are with there straws? straws. I don't know, but it says the kiddos. 
What? The kiddos and I decided to make DIY treats for family movie night to watch at Mary Poppins Returns, available now on digital and Blu-ray. Check out the step-by-step process to make these fun Mary Poppins Returns-inspired DIY snacks in my stories, and check out the link in my bio. Hashtag DIY family, hashtag movie night, hashtag ad. But they're just baby bell cheeses with straws in them. How is that? I don't... How do you eat baby bell with a straw? <laughs> I don't know. You I'm still, so you still have to take off the wax. She's so bad at spawn, even she's, when she's like giving it. They're like, Tori, just write that your kids love these muffins. Don't write anything else. Just write that they love them and they're delicious. And Tori's like, uh oh, here we go. Like they're healthy. Also, also don't don't call them uh don't call it movie night when it's clearly the middle of the day in your house. Wow. She that's, says, that's Oh, they're supposed to Lindsay, they're supposed to look like umbrellas. Oh, like in the movie. Yeah, and <laughs> and there's a one, two, three, five, a five-part Instagram story that teaches you how to make them, um, which I'm sure you'll watch after we record. But it's just literally like slice the baby bell, shove in the straw, then we're done. Watch Mary Poppins Returns on digital and Blu-ray. She's terrible oh at Spawn. God. What a what a queen. Oh my god, I love her she's, so much. She's so reliable. Um, what's next on this hellish list of things? Ah, the Chinese. Uh, ad for Centrum starring Tom Hiddleston as uh, a one night stand who stayed over and made you breakfast. What What is the narrative of this story? It's perfect because it's literally like the ideal like boyfriend narrative where it's like he plays your boyfriend. like The perfect boyfriend. Is- like he's talking to you, you're the camera, and he's like, "Hello, Speedy." Like you're, you're back. <laughs> this is a big thing also in porn. Like it's really funny. It's like it's like you're the the viewer is the is the girlfriend. So it's, or yeah, the it's boyfriend. first person. It's POV. So it's like a yeah. POV shot of this person who is revealed as this like woman at the end of it. But like this person walking down the stairs and goes into her kitchen, and who's there? Tom Hiddleston. What's he making? Some sort of delicious breakfast hash. Hey. Morning. I finished early, so I thought I'd pop back and make you breakfast. Pepper on top, right? Oh, hi, Onida. Shantan. You look great. Probably be a bit busy for the next few weeks, but uh, I'll make it up to you soon. I promise. I just love fully insane. Like uh, they're not made for us. Like they're supposed to be wacky. They're not made for like an American sensibility. Like, mm-hmm. but we when we see these ads with like our American stars, we're like, this is crazy. And it's like it's not supposed to be like. We're not supposed to see it. Which I we're not love. supposed to see it. Uh, we're not conditioned to understand these types of ads. These ads blend in in the landscape of you know the the TV stations and wherever where these are being shown naturally. But like yeah. on your in, on your Twitter feed, they seem like crazy. They seem like they seem fake. Um, yeah. But here he is, just with. I'll put in some of the audio here so you can hear. Like it's hard for us to even explain. It's but uh, you can it's it's, uh, it's very weird. I honestly I always forget about Tom Hiddleston. Um, don't forget your centrum. I Remember don't when he get was it. like a huge deal? Yeah, and then it just sort of suddenly fizzled. But um, yeah. I mean, someone's going to call and be like, actually, he's still huge. I, I don't care. Well, no, it was not like to me. Taylor Swift and, Tw- Taylor Swift and Loki 
in in uh, Thor mm-hmm. were like his his like peak, and then we forgot about him a little bit. And then he was in the Night Manager, which I think won some stuff, but who cares, honestly? Um, right. That's him doing a Centromat. I love it. It's. It, I gotta say though, even though celebrities do ads around the world that, that they never want their you know their OG American audiences to see, they're usually not this weird. You know they they're yeah, kind of weird. But like like George Clooney selling Nespresso is not as weird as Tom Hiddleston making you breakfast and having like a and POV you to shot and telling you to take your central. Like at least Nespresso's Nespresso. Well, a lot of the ads that you kind of see from abroad, you can tell the celebrity did, like, one minute of work where they just, like, look at the camera and say, like, something. And then they, like, Photoshop them into, like, something crazy. And it's, like, they clearly did not know what the finished product would be, nor do they care. This seems like an actual, like, he knew the script and he was, like, he was, like he's fully involved in, like, oh, everything acting. involving this. Tom yeah. Middleston, that I mean, yeah. he's one of those people who I, can, who I imagine gets the, the he's a pro. Anytime he's someone works with him, he's a pro. He was in and out, he's half an hour, he's a pro. Um, he's the, a pro. The only other thing I'll say about this Chinese Tom Hiddleston ad is that the, the Twitter <laughs> user who tweeted it and first brought it to our attention, Daisy underscore 104, I think is some sort of Tom Hiddleston, um, blocked me on Twitter. I, I, I don't know. When I clicked the link and Lindsay was like, watch this thing, I couldn't look at it. It was like, you're blocked. So I had to look at it incognito. So you basically, you're an enemy of Tom Hiddleston. I think so. I must have a precedent for saying shitty things about Tom Hiddleston, which who's surprised. Moving on. <laughs> it's time for a change. A new plan needs a new boss. It's time for something more surprising, more British, more Jaguar. Nicholas Cage, I sort of love this. There's a, there's a tinge of darkness here, not even a tinge, like... Plenty of Why are we talking here. about so many drunk people today? Um, <laughs> like, right. It's really not great. Nicholas Cage, our, our we've brand. talked about this woman in the past, Erica uh, Koike. Well, weren't um, they together? Then they broke up. Then they got back together. They were together. They broke up. Then they got back together. Then they were photographed. There's like four photos of them that exist. Um, they like took a vacation to Puerto Rico together. They were seen in Miami together. Um, she's a makeup artist. We've talked about her in the past, but they got married very suddenly while in Vegas. Um, then they annulled Which is like what you do. Which is what you do in Vegas. Don't go to Vegas if you're not planning to get married suddenly. Like, get out of here. (laughs) Um, They got suddenly married. Then a couple days later, they got the marriage annulled. And then the new details reported by, I believe, The Blast revealed that in the documents, he claims that the reason they got married was because they were wasted in Vegas. They were intoxicated. Which is like, what is That's like everyone. That's half of their economy. Like, getting marriage licenses that are annulled two days later. They really aren't supposed to marry you if you're wasted. <laughs> like, if they see you wasted, they're really not supposed to, like, give you Yeah, it's just like at bars. Time. You're not supposed to be served if you're visibly drunk. Guess what? Yeah. Bars do it all the time. And <laughs> 24-hour true. marriage chapels do it all the time. I um, know. It's like, how would they make money if they didn't let people get married when they're wasted in Vegas? But anyway, to get out said, of this marriage, he was like... Because I think also he got married to her and there's, like, no prenup. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he was like, yikes, 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 I think yikes. that's the main yikes here. Not that I think Nicolas Cage has, like, a ton of money that, you know, he really is cl- Yeah, he's been in all those castles. The other thing, right. they're also claiming that... <clears throat> I'm not sure if this is the blast just making stuff up, but they're also... Or just, like, finding her criminal history. She has had, like problems with the law in the past that they're saying that he didn't know about before they got married um and then he was like oh well now she has all this this criminal history so maybe this isn't the i right think choice. he knew but i think that now he's pulling out every his lawyers oh, yeah. are like how can we get him out of this like he's like get me out of this and they're like how can we get him out of this? oh well we could say that she that he didn't know he was drunk and <laughs> also she's a this. criminal but get me like, out of yeah, this. yeah and it's like meanwhile it's like i'm sure he knew and i'm sure that's something he liked about her to be honest um, <laughs> that she was like also a criminal 
vaguely related to the idea of get this me out of this. This is so dark. Um, here's, here's the opposite of get me out of this, which is keep me in this. Keep me in this <laughs> forever. Keep me in this for one billion years. Tom Cruise's daughter, um, Isabella Cruise, the... Uh, the daughter that he shares along with Connor with Nicole Kidman uh, is the, now... The two adopted the kids. Two adopted the two kids. kids they adopted when they were together. They, She has now been revealed as a, quote, top Scientology oh, recruiter, a.k.a. No. one of the people who uh, sort of like... She's, a, she's one of the uh, auditors, too. She's an auditor, and she's now a recruiter, and she's in, like, their email blasts. Like, this is what Sea Org did for me. This is what Scientology did for me. It was really, really tough. She wrote this long sort of essay that was sent out to some sort of email blast. It was found by, obviously, Tony Ortega, the very prolific Scientology reporter who used to... Um, he's written books about it. He's, like, friends with Leah Remini, obviously. he's His, like, number one goal in life is to find out what happened to Shelley Miscavige. Um, and he is now revealing that here is Isabella Cruz. She's fully invested in Scientology. She loves it. She wants you to be invested in Scientology, too, which comes sort of after the less uh, explicit, less uh, very obvious confirmed reports that Connor is in Scientology. Well, there, there were photos of, of him, him in Clearwater. With, with- with Tom at yeah. Clearwater, like going in and out of the church, which is like pretty much confirming that you're a Confirms it, but it wasn't point. like him writing an essay the way Isabella. But Isabella did. had had a pa- Isabella in the past had kind of rebelled against right. it, or just this like is what sort of been surprising. like my parents. Like she, I think she got married. Uh, well, the, got divorced, like, the rumor but, always was that they Connor and Isabella are as tight-lipped about themselves with the media as Tom and Nicole are about the kids. So like right. we don't really know anything about these kids. Um, except like who like Connor Cruz interned at Huffington Post. So it's just like we don't know many right. things about these kids. And the assumption for a long time was that they have a terrible relationship with their parents because of Scientology. But it turns right. out we were completely wrong. They're both fully involved in Scientology, which I think it, at least threw me for a loop. maybe they did have a terrible relationship and now they don't. Oh, I right, mean, because I it's a cult. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you get indoctrinated yeah, to a cult. It's true. I guess what was surprising to Tony Ortega, who is the one paying attention to all this stuff, is that not only is she a Scientologist, she's now a um, she's a recruiter, which means she can give the test, the e-meter test, or where it's whatever. like come inside, come inside, and, and she sent an email. And I gotta say, he printed the email, and I think you can only understand this if you're a Scientologist. It's literally like mumbo jump. Like I, you can't. It's like English, <laughs> but it's it's like in comprehensible yeah and she keeps talking about this internship and they're like he's like i don't know what this internship but it's probably this very particular kind of internship um where you can do a class four internship which means she can now audit someone from objectives through grade four on the bridge to total freedom so it's like i don't know why this this english is just so crazy Um, it's just so the acronyms are really creepy she says thank you to my dad for everything um, she doesn't mention Nicole. It says thank of course you. Not. It says, Why would she mention Nicole? Thank you to Cob. This I would. This wouldn't be here without you. Cob is chairman of the board, aka David Miscavige. She thanks L- LRH, who is L. Ron Hubbard. Um, I need another few centuries to even find the words. It's just funny because I remember, and it mentions at the bottom is like the last time we talked about her, she had that clothing line that was called BK BKC Bella, Bella Kidman, Kidman Cruz. Cruz, and now you know she's like Kidman is out of that you equation. Cut, you cut the K out of that. 
Meanwhile, I mean, I gotta say, if my mom like had a new family with her, like her biological children living in Nashville with like her happy life, and I'm like kind of floating out and like what's going on, turning to your father who has this like cult with open arms to like let you in and like do whatever you want, essentially, it's like a good. Oh, option. you just have to go through this like sort of miserable <laughs> Sea Org experience. She says. <laughs> Uh, we all need to do this. It's hard work. It's a lot of effort. It's a few meltdowns and running to the bathroom to have a mini episode, but it's worth everything because you will get through. This is a gift to yourself. It doesn't matter if you are going to be an auditor, if you aren't going to join staff. If you are going to make it as a being for the long run, you need this. That's the truth. Right. And so, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. We don't really need to to, to go on about this. You talk, You already talked about why it's like unusual that this is happening. It's unusual. They're very, they're uh, very private people. Um, speaking of private people, people the uh royals are feuding with the chumleys uh <laughs> that's not phonetically as if you're spelled. supposed to as if as supposed to like does anyone know who the chumleys are you're like i didn't oh, until the chumleys weekend. again i didn't until the best this is the chumley is spelled c-h-o-l-m-o-n-d-e-l-e-y-s so if i were to just try to pronounce it i would say chumondeles <laughs> and they'd say excuse me it's chumleys um, How is this word pronounced chumleys? It's I weird. don't know. I don't yeah. know. Posh Anyways. posh royal adjacent British people. So this woman uh, this is really How, Do you understand any of this? I no, I under I mean I understand all of it. So okay. remember for a long time uh we were thinking that I mean we brought it up with um with Shawnee and Amina months and months ago on yes. who that but for a long time, the the narrative being sold to us in the British tabloids was that Kate and William were feuding with Harry and Meghan. And the reason that was happening was because uh, they hated Meghan. Specifically, Kate hated Meghan. They didn't approve of that marriage. And that's why they weren't going to be friends. They were all going to were Meghan was going to have this kid. They weren't going to raise it near the family. They were going to be very separate, whatever. That wasn't even really that interesting to me. That feud, the idea that that was happening, because I didn't, I didn't, like, I didn't buy it, it. Felt not real, anyways. I didn't buy it. And we talked about it at the time, but it was like, if anything, Megan and Kate would kind of be all each other has. Like they would have to find a way to like each other. Like maybe the boys don't like each other, but the Megan and Kate thing didn't make sense. Whatever, we forgot about it. The the news this past week, the past couple weeks, is that the feud was never between allegedly. Megan and Kate. The feud was between uh, William and Harry, or William and Kate, and this family, the Chumleys, because apparently William had an affair with this these family friends. It was this woman, Rose, who was around William and Kate's age. Rose Hanbury, a.k.a. the Marchioness of Chumley. Mm-hmm. And this her is husband, quote unquote, Kate's rural rival. Rural is rival what the, is what the son is called. And so her husband, this woman's husband, is this like older British guy. And so it was like, well, there Rose is friends with her. Cool. So I mean, the reason I bring up the age is because it it adds a little context to the cheating allegations. So it's like she's cheating on her older, like twenty years older husband with William, allegedly. Kate found out about it and was like, you cannot hang out with them anymore. And so that sort of caused drama because as royals, they don't have many other friends. So it's like noticeable whenever they ice them out. And apparently this has been some open secret for a long time, but it it 
provided a little more information to those months-old rumors that the problem was with Megan. This has nothing to do with Megan. Um, but yeah, let's keep Megan. Keep Megan out. Keep of this, Megan out of this. Okay? Megan is Megan has her own problems. Get Megan out of this. <laughs> I like Megan. Megan is part of every drama, but she's not part of this like age-old like very very British scandal. Oh yeah, you know? and like Megan is not part of that. Harry grew up as sort of the wild child, and apparently he's now this truly, genuinely stand-up guy who found out about William's affair and was like, fuck you, like, you're acting like dad. Like, this is, this is like dad's behavior. This is really fucked up. And so now they're not hanging out because Harry doesn't approve of William's behavior. And it's all, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's, it's typical just family drama. It's like, they're messy, just like every family. Um... But it's but it has nothing to do with Megan. Megan yeah, is fine. Keep, keep. That's all we care about is Megan. Next thing you know, Samantha Markle's gonna like call up the Daily Mail and be like, "Uh, it does have something to do with Megan." And here's what happened: Megan told me that blah 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 blah. But yeah, nothing to do with Megan. Wait, this is like their Daily Mail is just like out of control. They have like this guy who's like the royal expert, and he's like. Actually, like his name's Richard K, and he's like, is Kate is Kate's world rivalry just a vicious rumor to damage her? Richard K reveals how the Duchess may be the real victim of the aristocratic dinner party gossip, claiming she banished her Marchioness friend from the Turnip Toff set. Oh, they call them the Turnip Toffs, the uh, Turnip Toffs, because they're like they like they live near turnips or something, mm-hmm. or they are they I don't know. Well, this whole thing is fascinating. It's it's fascinating, and, and particularly for the reasons that again Nicole pointed out, which is that like the British British tabloids have. Uh, stronger like laws regarding this sort of like rumors and defamation and stuff so they're being very hesitant in the reporting and they're dancing around it and they're getting people like this guy Richard K to come to the royal's defense but American tabloids can be like he cheated <laughs> like, right hey right and so the Daily Mail is like citing a lot of that stuff instead so it's like they're they're right. they're using the u.s tabloids they're hoping that the u.s tabloids pick up on it so that they can link to that like that's right. i feel like in england it's more about like tradition and this person's friendship and this relationship and this whatever this like person's uh title but in america it's like he cheated like did he cheat he cheated like yeah. everyone knows he, you know what I mean? and that is funny because we just get to the point of it when like they're kind of trying to bury it beneath mm-hmm. all of these like other things when it's like well, obviously that's the problem. I mean, th- that seems to be like the biggest issue here would mm-hmm. be infidelity. Um, anyways, it's like Chumley. it's like this royal stuff. I love it because this is like level three of royals. Like level one, you know about Megan. Level two, you like know a little bit more about Megan. Level three, you're level like the two, Chumleys. <laughs> yeah, level two is like you 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 have quest you question Harry's paternity you know yeah like level three some like level three god knows what else this is level four level five like this is who like who knew who the chumleys were i know who the <laughs> fuck knew who the chumleys were i didn't but like there are so many just royal adjacent spin-off people like duchesses and you know all these other people that live god knows where throughout the country and like our tech technically like royal like part of the royal family and they have to like you know pay their dues and harry and and you know william are like technically related to them or something like that i mean it's crazy to me they live in an old castle i I, well that's one of the other things i love about these stories about the royal stuff is because like yeah i mean yeah this a lot of this is me going into fanfic mode but i i do i mean the, the 
it's true about Buckingham Palace, how people talk about how Buckingham Palace is kind of gross and old and that it's kind of falling apart. So because that's true, I sort of feel like the same is true about all their other old castles that are just where they live privately throughout most of the year. So it's just funny that these people are literally the royals. They're some of the most famous people on the planet, and they live in these crumbling old, like, Grey Gardens mansions, and they're yeah. just dealing with their the one neighbor family that they have, like, a mile away, and it's the Chumleys, and it's like, oh, fuck, my husband fucked the Chumley girl. Like, there goes my social <laughs> life, because they're the only people we know. Meanwhile, Megan's out here being yelled at by this, like, Canadian woman who, like, won't leave our house. It's, it's, it's so, it's just really trashy in a, in a hilarious way. It's no, like, that's why it's so it's wonderful. So... And the taxpayers of England pay, like, they're paying their cable bill <laughs> for the keeping up with the Kardashians of England. And they're like, we're tuning in! <laughs> We're forcibly tuning in. We pay for this, yeah. you know. We get a we get health insurance and we get this fucking, you know, soap opera that is our birthright. Which is which makes Megan's desire to be a part of this even crazier. Like it's like yeah. you you want to join this? Literally like goes up to Big and Little Edie and be like, "Can I move in?" Like, what? Well, that's why it's even more convincing that she actually loves Harry, that there's actually yeah. like romance and chemistry there because like this other stuff is kind of a little bit bullshit. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's telling and like a little racist that like the, the, the tabloids were like, yeah, this is a Megan problem. This is all a Megan problem. It's always a Megan problem. Meanwhile, these people are even worse than Megan could ever be like with their bullshit. Because they're like evil. Come for a visit to Chumley Castle, which we see there. And Chumley Castle stands on a nice little hill overlooking the grounds of Chumley Castle. There's the cricket club. That's the uh, start and finish line of the Chumley Pageant of Power hill climb. And we're actually currently underneath a spreading oak tree. Lil Nas X, let's move on to him. Do you want to talk about this? Speaking of racism? Yeah, speaking of racism, this is- I'm kind of obsessed with this. This is bleak, but also it's, Overall, I think it's positive. It's good because he's getting publicity. People are outraged by this. I think this is going to end well for him. Um, he's already, like, super successful, so, like, it'll end well for him. Everyone so else looks this, bad and racist in this story. There's this there's this musician named Lil Nas X, and if you haven't heard of that, fine. Like, obviously. I don't even think I knew his name. I didn't know his I name until the song, the but I knew his name. His song uh, is called... Old Town Road. Old Town Road, and the only reason you may have heard of it is if you uh, listen to or are aware of the app TikTok, which I think we have talked about briefly, but not really in depth. It is a combination of musically uh, purchased by a a Vine, but it was purchased by like a Japanese app that was also kind of along the same lines. Anyways, it's kind of a lip sync meets Vine comedy platform that is made uh, for teenagers, young people. but is like perfect for like meme making and a lot of the platform is just teenagers kind of challenging each other to various creative memes and it's really like you can either watch it and like be in full despair about the future or you could be like wow like there are some young people who are truly creative and like hilarious if you want to if you want very regular compilations of good memes follow Dodi Stewart on like Instagram and Twitter because every once in a while I love every once in a while like it's 
you can tell that she's in like a mood like all of us are in sometimes where you just like fall into a hole and she'll like tweet a billion great t- TikToks or put them on her Instagram stories and you're like, oh, this is like a meme that's happening now. What and... about Vine Mag? Should we shout out the oh, Vine Oh yeah, Vine Mag, Mag too. Yeah. Off-brand Wait, heels. What's he- off-brand heels. With a Z. Spelled... Off-brand heels with a Z at the end. This guy, he occasionally does these compilations called he calls Vine Mag 69 and it's all these like different memes, but a lot of them are TikToks. Yeah. And, but also just like you could download TikTok. You don't even need to log in. They'll give you like the best TikToks. You can just scroll yes. through them and whatever. I mean, it can again, be it can be a very intimidating app to open. So it's it, it's easier to, to follow the people who curate them. But I don't the, know. I feel like the learning curve is short. It's like it, it's like once you get that they're all kind of doing connected. the same. Yeah. You you watch like watch like a 50 of them and you'll then you'll see the same patterns and you'll start to get mm-hmm. what they're doing and it's genuinely hilarious mm-hmm. but this know. this particular meme that used Lil Nas X's country song Old Town Road which is a truly a country song it just has like a lot of rap elements and it has auto-tuning um but the video is literally just Red Dead Redemption 2 content um the 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 meme is not that it truly matters for the purpose of the story but it's like when you it's 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 the difference between drinking water and then yee juice, and so it's like what happens <laughs> when you drink water. You're trying to explain water? a meme is like this is like actually a truly me drinking like, water. Old uh, I'm boring. Person. I'm just myself. But then I drink yee juice and like. I have some sort of transformation, and the transformation is sort of where the joke comes in, and that's what the teens are well, enjoying. Well, so there's also, oh god, there's so many layers. It's like there's also these things called e girls, and e girl is like. Ugh. <laughs> a stereotype of like an internet like pinup where you have like your hair is you kind of like emo essentially you're like an e-girl mm-hmm. and so the idea is that like a lot of these teens are doing this thing where they'll like they think that they're drinking e-girl juice or they think that they're drinking like some kind of juice but then it's yee juice and the yee juice turns them into a cowboy and so the idea is that like they're listening to this song and the song all the songs have a build up and kind of have a drop so the build up to the song is like I'm drinking this juice and then I turn into a cowboy and what's interesting about this actually though is mm-hmm. like I feel like the combination of Casey Musgraves Red uh, Red Dead Red Dead Redemption and all this kind of like mainstreaming cowboy culture has made like teens love cowboy culture. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> um, but the uh, so the, the problem here, the reason we're talking about him now is that this song, he writes this song, Old Town Road. It goes like viral on SoundCloud. It goes viral on TikTok. People start wanting to play it on the radio. So they like deal with its distribution. They decide to label it a country song. Well, he labeled it. So it was originally labeled as country on mm-hmm. all the platforms that it was put. Yeah. Like he put it there or or whoever put it there and it was labeled as country. So it, char- it started climbing the country As a charts. country song. And then Nashville pulls the brakes on it and they say, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh, this isn't a country song. We're going to take this off the country radio because this is not country. So this guy, if you want the best, so they were literally removed from the chart even though it's doing really, 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 really well. This guy who, um, what is his, what is his name? His Shane Morris. Shane Morris, and he used to work in country like, music. Country so he had this viral thread that explains, I, I, I won't read the whole thing. We'll probably link to it in the show notes. But basically he's saying this is absolutely, he's making a case for why this was absolutely just like a racist act. This is no less country than what Maren Morris does. This is no less country than what a lot of Casey Musgraves does that goes on the charts. And he makes parallels to Ray Charles's like kind of being strong armed off the country charts in the 60s because he was black. Um, And it's, he's basically saying this is a modern day version of that. But the song is still really popular. And I think this story is kind of going places. Like this story is being written about like, 
in not niche publications. There's on Rolling well, Stone. It's fascinating. On it's like they didn't have problems with like, you know, like the pop chart wasn't like, oh, Taylor Swift is country. She can't come right. here. Like she can't come here. That was – they didn't have problems with all these other crossover artists, mm-hmm. but like they have a problem with this. I mean, honestly, what, what Lil Nas X said, which was really interesting to me, is that he gave an interview and he basically just was like, it's both. It's yeah. both. So are it's so country many songs. trap. It's not one. It's not the other. It's both. It should be on. Which both. is just like which, which is, is like the same argument you songs? can make. This, yes. What he's saying, you can say that you can make that argument about Marin Morris and that fucking song girl, which I love. Put it on pop radio. Put it on country radio. It's both. It's fine. But this guy yeah. just happens to be like a black kid from from Atlanta. So yeah. it's like mm, they're like no 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 no. You're not Marin. It's like Marin did a song with Zed. Excuse me. It's fascinating because it's like truly the an example, like just the epitomization. Is that a word? I think that's a word. Sure. <laughs> it's the epitome of. Yeah. It's the epitome of this culture clash between young and old in that mm-hmm. Billboard is this old institution. We have mm-hmm. rules. We have, you know, standards. We have mm-hmm. this list. We have this, the way everything works. It's numbers. It's stats. And then you have TikTok. You have new. You have young people. You have people saying, we're breaking the rules. Like, look at Billie Eilish, who we've spoken about before, but her album came out this week and is a huge hit. Like, mm-hmm. beyond what I expected, honestly. Everyone's talking. Whatever. Everyone's talking. And everyone's like, what's her music? And it's like, well, it's kind of pop it is it's inspired by hip-hop but she's not rapping what is it and it's like well it's like everything it's nothing it's new and i just feel like there is this direct kind of like confrontation between old and new here especially here with this song uh that is literally charting and becoming popular in an app that is not part of this billboard world it is you know fully different you know and the song is only like under a two minutes long it's a very short song short, yeah. but, but the clip that is going viral is even shorter it's 10 seconds long yeah <laughs> it's crazy um, you know but yeah and also we we're, i mean we're probably gonna play part of it here but it's like it's about lyrically if you read the lyrics it's about like cowboys it's about horses you know um yeah. it's it's like someone played red dead redemption 2 and was like i'm gonna write a song about this because that's kind of what the video is point is this is really interesting and i think it's only going to get more interesting um mm-hmm. little nas x wait breaking news carly ray jepson releasing a new album may 17th oh that it's came dedicated. out dedicated we can say that yeah dedicated the dedicated tour dedicated album may 17th mark your calendar carly ray jepson also breaking also breaking all the rules selling selling no music just kidding i'm buying it i'll buy it um it's called dedicated where, dedicated. Did, you, where did that where'd you see that I just got an email. I'm on her mailing list. Oh. That's a brag. Secrets out. So is my album on May 17th. Dedicated. One minute Dedicated. ago. Dedicated. Okay. <laughs> Good one, Carly. Yes. Yes, girl. Speaking Anything of. Else? Uh, that's not going to be on country radio. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen fits perfectly into the silo of pop music. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. What, Carly Rae Jepsen, there's no doubt about what she's doing, which is pop music. What is next? Uh, do we want to talk about Clay Aiken and the View in that book that everyone is quoting from? I kind of want to wait to talk about this book until I've read it. And I feel okay. like I'm going to read it pretty soon. Yeah, and then we can talk about it. There's so much juicy stuff coming out of here. It's like actually shocking. But I, maybe it's not shocking because the View always had like yeah, juicy always. things. So it's like he basically had the, you know, he he all he had to do was ask the right questions and he got the juicy. Is shit. the book out? It's out. Well, it's no. I Lady Sue Punch, written by Variety reporter uh, Ramin Satuda. It comes out tomorrow. Lady Sue Punch comes out tomorrow. We can read it. We can watch. We can talk about it on Friday. Yeah, that's perfect. Do we want to talk about Kate Bosworth denying stealing film footage to exploit Native Americans? 
No, I just wanted you to read that. On the, I just wanted you to read that. I mean, let me read. Let me read you. Let me read you the first two paragraphs, which is I like I cannot a understand this problem. Honestly, Kate Bosworth and her husband are denying they are holding film footage hostage from a producer and demanding one million dollar lawsuit against them be dismissed. The actress and her director husband, Michael Polish, are firing back at producers they worked on with the film. They worked with a film on called Little Brother of War about a Mississippi band of Choctaw Indians and their history of playing competitive stickball, which is similar to lacrosse. Yes, just what I want. Kate Bosworth and Michael Polish making that movie. Cool, 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 cool. Right, it's, so conf- it's so confusing. <laughs> Imagine Anyways, like imagine literally the state of Connecticut going like like rafting down the Mississippi River to Mississippi <laughs> and being like hi hello oh oh we'd we love to make a Native film Americans. we'd love to make a film about you it's me Connecticut <laughs> I feel like I've made that joke on the podcast before but like Kate Bosworth is literally Connecticut come to life it's Connecticut sprouted legs she's Connecticut she's Connecticut she sprouted she sprouted legs she threw on some like uh what am I like Kate Kate Spade and Ann Taylor Loft and was like hello <laughs> it's me Connecticut um let's move to let's Rita. move on to Rita. Rita what was she wearing where was she seen she posted what on Instagram she's the who queen tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? What is she up to, Lindsay? This is the best thing she's up to because it's like Rita and inex- like unexplicable. <laughs> like it's just like what is happening. But it says Rita Ora accepts date with Russian quote bachelor, but her manager won't set them up. This is on TMZ and it's so confusing. And basically, uh, he said Rita, he wanted to date all, her on like a radio I show. I thought this was like a Russian The Bachelor. But it's not. It's just a Russian bachelor. Why do they have bachelor in quotes? <laughs> it's just a Russian bachelor. So this guy, who is, uh, I'll get to him in a second. It says, uh, so Rita essentially uh, said, according to this guy, he gave an interview. He said that he asked Rita on a date. Uh, he met her at uh, the American Music Awards, and she said yes. And now he's waiting on their big date, but he can't get her number, whatever. But what's great about this guy, he's not some random guy. He is this guy named Alex Sparrow. If you watch the show Unreal, if you watch the second season, which I don't actually recommend because it was horrible, he played the Russian kind of suitor on the Unreal. Oh, that's why they call him good. a bachelor. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But it's okay. also, he's just like, but it's also weird. He is a bachelor. Yeah. He's a single man. So he's a bachelor who whatever. played a bachelor on the show Unreal. Exactly. And he won X Factor or he was on yeah. X Factor. He's just I like forget. a hunk. But the best part is he re- he literally was in Eurovision in 2011. Do you feel my heartbeat, Euro? I choose my words like wise men do. And tonight I'll get you right. I rule my world by great men too And I fight, I fight for mine And you He represented Russia in Eurovision with a song called Get You <gasps> And he came in 16th place Good job we, <laughs> speaking 77 of, points Speaking of Eurovision, we have to listen to all the songs and talk about them on like a special episode of the show Yeah, we will definitely do that Eurovision is in May I'm mm-hmm. going to be on the Eurovision podcast too So I'll start oh, I love. Research. I love that we got to meet them at the Chicago I show know. That was great So I'm going to be on their podcast again But also I'll, I'll talk about when 
when I when I do that, I'll I'll tell you guys, and you can go listen, and then we'll do our own Eurovision episode, and then we'll talk. We're obviously going to watch the show in May, but mm-hmm. so he's really he's really a double threat. And actually, if he dates Rita, he's a triple threat. His dating Rita is also a threat. <laughs> and the Daily the Daily Star reported that Rita Ora plans to quit social media after relentless online bullying. Clearly, they've never met Rita. They've never read anything about Rita because Rita is not going to be quitting social media, I don't think. I think she just said, uh, I've been called everything under the sun. It happens every day online towards lots of people, uh, stuff that people don't say in real life. She wants to do a digital detox. And she de- and it depends on how she's feeling. She, I think she's just delete Twitter from her phone. She says, I, I probably do that on holiday so I can relax more. It's like, Rita, all you do on holiday is take photos of yourself and your bikini body. It's true. So I don't understand how Rita Ora is going to be quitting any social media anytime. If so. anything, she's inspiring her her ability to avoid the haters, to ignore the, ignore the haters is inspiring. Rita doesn't clap back. Rita doesn't like do shit. Rita just like lives her life and deals with it, deals with all the noise. Yeah, I, and I just, Rita is so good at self-promo. She's so good at using social media. I know that social media is a negative place, but I don't feel like Rita is like, she probably sees that and is like, oh, but I don't think she's as affected or as like, the the, the pros outweigh the cons for Rita yeah. especially. And uh, okay, yeah, we're, we're, we're done with Rita, but I just want to read two headlines. We talk about Daily Mail headlines way too often, but we don't talk about Daily Star headlines. Here are two. Gemma Collins offers to help Theresa May out on boring Brexit negotiations. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, boob overload. Chloe Ferry ditches bra for brazen expose and crop top made for Barbie. Boob overload is like <laughs> absolutely hilarious. I mean, British people know how to make tabloids. That's like literally what they're good at. Boob overload. Boob overload. Um, Who is that woman? I don't even know. But look, I mean, to be fair, I'm going to send you this photo. Have you ever seen something? Are her boobs Have you ever seen overload? boobs more overloaded? Oh, Lord. That's boob Lord. overload. How do those boobs, how do your boobs look like, how do boobs Find look like that? Find me a photo that better represents the phrase boob overload. And I will give you a million dollars. That's boob overload. Underboob. Chloe flaunted her underboob in the snap. Busty babe. Chloe constantly sizzles in her Insta snaps. Showing off the dazzling bikini. She had a whopping 174,000 likes at the time of publication. Whopping. Busty babe. Okay, we oh, sorry, one more thing. I love when I, so you know long. I love when 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 journalists quote Instagram captions. Fans couldn't help but fawn over the busty babe with one, with one user writing, "Your body is insane." Another added, "Can I just have those boobs?" A third fan chirped, "So sexy." Can I, anyway, this woman is in Jordy Shore. We're done. Everyone, thank you for listening. Call 619-WHO-THEM if you have any questions, comments, um, uh, commentary about Chloe Ferry's boob overload. Uh, uh, what else? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon.com slash Who Weekly. New episode coming out on Friday for the Patreons. And we will see you on Friday oh. with Who's There. Oh, yeah. Come to our Nashville show. It's on May 31st. <laughs> you can buy tickets at whoweekly.us slash live. we'll also be there all weekend at the at the Pod X conference. Yeah, so we'll so. hang out with you. Um, yeah. Goodbye. We'll see you in Nashville. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you will drive